Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. It's National Ex-Spouse Day. So let's reflect on all the positive moments we shared with our exes, Chad. <laughs> Hi, kids. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Cheaper to Keeper Cheeseman. And this is Chad keeping up with the chat GPT Joneses so wash. And on this week's show, think twice before you stick it in to chat GPT. Just a tip. <laughs> LinkedIn finds a clear path to ID verification. And who let the Digidog out? Who let the dogs out? Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating? manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions. And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> Seriously, though, seriously, text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text uh. kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs. Automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> Ooh, that was soundbite overkill. Wow. 
How's that going to sound? I, you can tell you're back. My God, sound bites all over the fucking place. Right. I got an itchy trigger finger, baby. That's an itchy trigger finger. A week away from the soundboard. This is what you get. Quincy filled in nicely, though. Quincy Quincy brought the funk. She did. She did. As a matter of fact, she's my first shout out because uh, we had pretty pretty amazing comments. We, we do generally get comments about guest hosts, mm-hmm. but we never get the comments that we did for her. They literally, and we've had people say she deserves a third chair on her <laughs> weekly show. Cause she, I mean, she's smart. She knows her shit and all that other fun stuff. But, so that was, that was a uh, pretty awesome. Not to mention she's been on the show quite a bit. So she doesn't, yeah. she doesn't have the butterflies or anything like that. So shout out to Quincy. Thanks for, thanks for doing that. Shout out. Shout out for me to Rupert Murdoch. You'll remember Chad last time I was on the show, uh, <laughs> Your favorite media mogul was getting married for the fifth time. Thanks, Australia. 66-year-old, uh, a former model. Uh, yeah, it's time to scrap the wedding. Uh, the plans are off. <laughs> Vanity Fair that Rupert decided to end things due to, quote, her outspoken evangelical views, end quote. She apparently said that Tucker Carlson was a messenger <laughs> from God, and Rupert said, Nope, I'm out. Looks like a life of high-priced escorts and shots of Maylocks from here on out for the 92-year-old. Shout out to Rupert Murdoch. You knew one thing. That was not a shotgun wedding. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to the big-ass jug of maple syrup from our friends over at Plum.io. So it's funny because it came, obviously, from Canada. Take off, Lee. We're doing our movie. Don't wreck our show, you hoser. And the one of the slips was was all faded, so I couldn't tell who it came from. So I put it out yeah, on, it on 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 the LinkedIn on the socials, and uh, all the all the plumbers started coming out to Plum.io, Caitlin, and and the the crew uh, started saying, "Hey, that's that's from us." But it's a big, it's over a gallon of fucking maple syrup, which is not cheap, my friend. So this showed up at my house, and yes. my my Canadian wife just about lost it. She was so excited. She's like, you know how much money this is? This is like $300 worth of of maple syrup. And that next day, no no lie, because it was Easter, yeah. we had, we had uh, ham basically lathered in maple syrup. We had a, some sort of maple syrup dessert, and we had carrots that were cooked in maple syrup. So my, my friend, I'm going to be maple syruped to the gills until that gallon jug of maple syrup runs out. So yeah, thanks. Thanks plum diabetes alert from plum. No, it's all natural. It's all, it's all paleo, man. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so Sylvie Dore, a Quebecois, by the way, said that we should cook our eggs in maple syrup, use it instead of butter on low heat. I, I, to me, yes, Canada is foreign, but I didn't think that fucking foreign. I never thought of that. I kind of like that. I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> Shout out. All right. So uh, Elon Musk gets my next one. Uh, oh my he revealed God. this week that Twitter has only 1,500 employees down from 8,000 when he took over the company. Um, they're on track now to break even on cash flow uh, as opposed to losing $3 billion. So Musk has fired roughly 80% of the company, if you're uh, keeping track at home, and the business is now arguably better off. I wonder now how many companies are going to take Elon's 
lead and lay off a shit ton of developers. Wait and see for that one. Shout out to Elon for setting the standard for fewer developers is better developers. Yeah, that that thing's going down in a pile of fucking flames, dude. <laughs> Jesus, it's fucking ridiculous. All right. It's the dick move of the week, kids. That's right. Oh, an employee an employee asked to go remote. Her CEO says he outsourced her job to India instead and saved 40% on labor costs. Wow, what a dick move, right? I mean, what company would treat their staff in that way? Well, according to Inc. and Business Insider, the idea came from Johnny Taylor, the CEO of the Society of Human Resource Management, a.k.a. SHRM, Mm -hmm. early last year after one of his employees made a case that her technology position could be done from anywhere. She wanted to leave Virginia, where she held a job at SHRM. She asked to work remotely in North Carolina. Johnny says at that point, then a light bulb went off. I could actually go ahead, outsource her, for 40% less cost. So the dick move of the week goes to Johnny C. Taylor. That's right, kids. Johnny, humans don't matter to me, Taylor. The CEO of the Society for Human Resource Management, taking the human out of HR. Johnny Taylor, good job, asshole. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. And why would he actually admit that? Why would he actually go on record? It sounded like he was proud of it. I know. It's it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. All right. My last shout out uh, goes to Chris Russell. Uh, This is a Ah. solemn shout out to an industry vet that Mm -hmm. a lot of our listeners know um, or at least know of. Um, He said goodbye to his Greyhound Chase this week. Appropriate name for a Greyhound, I think. Uh, Chase was 13. And that really hit home for me because Mr. Peepers, our dog, just hit 12 this week. And I know, Chad, you've got some uh, geriatric dogs at your place, uh, too. (laughs) So putting down a pet is just the fucking worst. Oh, yes. So our hearts go out to Chris. uh, And if you know Chris, send him a note this week. uh, Send him condolences. And if you really know Chris, he's a vodka guy. I'll just leave that. I'll just leave that right there. But uh, solemn shout out to our friend. Chris Russell. Buy him a shot at uh, at Unleash. And that being said, events, kids, we're going to be at Unleash. It's going to be a party. Well, there's going to be learning, networking, Mm -hmm. business, but there's going to be parties. Uh, And I understand that this year's ticket sales is uh, is up dramatically from last year. So this is going to be the party, kids. I love the the integrated community, and we talk about this all all the time that mm-hmm. Unleash has. But I'm really excited about all the shit that we have going on. So if you listener want to come and meet Chad and Cheese, who want T-shirts, you want alcohol, want to have a drink with us, <laughs> here's where you can find us. On Tuesday, the 25th, Joel and I will be on stage during the Vendor Summit with our buddy Chris Conrad from Text Kernel talking about the build partner or buy conundrum that is very common discussion for vendors. But now with the likes of, I don't know, ChatGPT, Bard and others coming into the market, Mm -hmm. do you build partner or buy to keep up with the Joneses? That's the question. We'll be talking about that on stage with Chris from TextKernel. Then that evening, we're going to be at the hiring branch event at the High Roller. You're excited for this. I know because there's a bar 
and you're locked in with a bar for at least half an hour. So excited. (laughs) So if you're not already part of the party, reach out to our friends at Hiring Branch to see if uh, there's still spots available because that that pod's only so big. Mm -hmm. Then we're running to dinner with the Plum.io team, Caitlin, Jason, and the team. Uh, Then on Wednesday, you'll be able to find us at the Work Human Booth. That's day one. Work Human Booth from noon to four, where we're going to be giving away T-shirts, doing interviews, and probably drinking, more than likely. Yeah. Uh, that's the Work Human Booth from noon to four on day one. Then right after that, wow, we're going to be busy. 4.30, we're going to be doing drinks before dinner with our friends from Tadio. Uh, we only have about 40 slots, so go to chadcheese.com, click on events, the banner up top. Uh, you can click on a little sign button. If you get there fast enough, you might you might get a slot. Mm. Then the talent toke event right after drinks. <laughs> this is all before dinner. Shit. A- anyways, that's I, I I think we have more on the calendar, but that that's all I'm going for right now. So see us at Unleash. Are you excited to go back to Vegas? That escalated quickly. I am, and not with my family uh, this time. No offense, <laughs> no offense to my uh, my offspring and my wife, but uh, it'll be a different vibe this time around. Uh, my liver, uh, my yes. liver is less excited uh, than I am, probably. <laughs> uh, side note: yes. I get to come home on the red eye, go to Louisville, and I'm oh. I'm I'm in the mini marathon on that Saturday, so I get to spend a whole week of debauchery. And uh, suicide, basically, uh, to come back and and try to finish finish a marathon. So so pray well, for me, everybody. And then pray right after me. that, we're going to find ourselves back on the plane, going back to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Early May, we're going to be at Coronado Beach in California for Isom's Inspire. Uh, we're scheduled to close out the day on stage with special guests. We're supposed to be doing a panel, but they don't let us know who they are yet. So secretive. That seems a little sketchy. So uh, no matter. Those are just two of the events on the calendar thus far for 2023. Go to register for them all at chadcheese.com. Click on events. We'll see you there. Really? Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. That's right, Chad. It's time for birthdays. Happy yes. birthday! If it's your birthday in any particular month, you could win a nice bottle of rum from our friends at Plum. As well as, you got to go to chatcheese.com, click on the free link, and you could win T-shirts, whiskey, and beer from all of our great sponsors that you'll find on the site. Celebrating another trip around the sun this week is Sean Godfrey. <laughs> Todd Burns, Amy English, Samela Shevelikadu, Alakazoo, Alakazam, something or other. I love that. Jason Casey, Patrick York, Arno Schaefer, Zergut, oh. celebrating birthday, Jason Crowell, Rob McIntosh, Amanda Height, Lauren, the intern Queen Burger, Brian Moore, Carrie Noon, and my second favorite Canadian turned American. Stephen, dad jokes for days, Rothberg. Happy birthday! (laughs) Happy birthday, everybody. Another trip around the sun. Happy birthday! Topics! All right. Hard-hitting 
Acquisition news. Austin-based HR software solution Mitratech has expanded its portfolio through the acquisition of Milwaukee's Circa, a provider of OFCCP software, and Seattle-based Trackstar, a talent acquisition, development, and performance management solution. Terms of the deal not disclosed. The company says the acquisition will help Mitratech emerge as a leader in HR compliance and talent strategy. They hope to help organizations with a range of solutions for recruitment, onboarding, and development. Chad, you're pretty close to this. Your thoughts? Yeah, congrats to Patrick, Kathy, and the whole circus staff. Uh, I bet Patrick can't wait to get the get out of the fucking door, get out of this industry. Uh, for for those who remember, Circa was a rebrand from a very, very, very old network of sites called Local Job Network. Uh, LJN was more of a mom and pop shop. They were SMB, they're an SMB player in our space and owned a number of sites like MilwaukeeJobs.com. Yeah, Scott Molitor. Yeah. Yeah. It really was like the old jobbing model to, to, to some extent. Uh, then they flipped into compliance and OFCCP job distribution for Vevra and 503. Um, when Patrick came in as CEO of Circa, they started buying up all of their competitors, at least trying to, mm-hmm. uh, so that they could expand their portfolio and drive growth. They bought AJE, Diversity Jobs, Job Finder, which I hope they bought that thing for a song, for God's oh, sake. Oh, God. I forgot about Job Finder. <laughs> Anyway, congrats to the team. I did. Did you get a chance to watch the two minute announcement video? No, I had better okay. things to do. I okay. assumed you did watch it. Oh my god, lights, dude. dude! You got to watch it. So I, I felt like this was a segment in one of those eighties televangelist programs where they're okay. sitting on like mauve chairs with a little table <laughs> and a fake plant between them. It, it between two ferns. Yes. Yes. It looks like they, they might've been filming in somebody's basement. Anyway, Mitratech had three acquisitions last year, Talent Reef, uh, Sure Hire and Quovent. Uh, and this is the first two for this year. So it, it seems like, I, I don't know, we, we might have to reach out to the Mitratech, Mitratech, whatever they call themselves, staff, because it seems like an not so integrated portfolio. We have this portfolio of services. They're all over the place. They make sense, but it's not like we're going to integrate them to create a, you know, one platform for them all because that shit costs money. <laughs> yeah. This feels like feels like buying your uh your prom tuxedo at G- at TJ Maxx. <laughs> <laughs> where where nothing's quite matching while well, yes. you're still in tuxedo but you're not in like the same tuxedo and you've just sort of piecemealed this whole thing together i don't Which know okay. mitra tech a pretty big company uh yes. like you mentioned they're they're making moves um uh-huh. circa long weird history just a yes. weird hodgepodge of acquisitions and you're right i mean Jobbing pretty much owned every state.com, statejobs.com, and yeah. um, the, the other guys owned every city. So Milwaukee jobs, Indianapolis jobs, Cleveland jobs. So mm-hmm. dated model. This is like dinosaurs marrying uh, <laughs> government regulations. It's just a weird thing. Trackstar, I know less about. Um, they have apparently over 3,000 customers, uh, including like Dyson, Ben and Jerry's. They've been around a while. They've gotten a little bit of money, um, but they've also been around for a long time, I think. Yeah. So I don't know. We talk about consolidation and this is going to be more more common than not. But yeah, what a weird, strange trip for Circa. 
And to have it finally put out of its misery, I think that's just good for everybody. Um, what a hodgepodge of crazy shit they were, man. Well, yeah, it's weird, too, because you take a look at the compliance landscape, which is incredibly important for major, major organizations, because if they want government money and they all do, uh, they have to they have to abide by, you know, these uh, regulations and they have to comply. There aren't as many players now, obviously, since all the consolidation happens, which means, you know, competition is not going to be there. Broadbean created their own platform, which was bolted on to Career Builder. Broadbean is dying on the vine. I mean, as we speak, um, waiting for that thing to get uh, acquired sometime soon, because to be quite frank, all it has is a portfolio. It's got a good portfolio. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. And partnerships. But at the end of the day, it's not going to grow. It's not going to be anybody's rocket ship. So th- I, I see just this landscape really consolidating, which means, again, competition uh, is going to uh, dwindle, which means prices are going to go up. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And I think it, it's funny thing you mentioned diversity jobs. There was a day where like that was diversity recruiting. Just because your jobs is yeah. on, job was on a site called diversityjobs.com and we are targeting a diverse candidate. Yeah. Sort of thanks to AI, thanks to like some tools that have been created in the last 20 years, like a slightly like diversity jobs is just so antiquated. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. must have been just thrown in as a as an extra. By the way, looking at my notes, Trackstar is a 20-year-old company that looks like it was bootstrapped. So those guys just might have been like, we're done. We're done with this shit. Like, we're going to go hang on a beach and, and drink some uh, Lifestyle drink some company, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're – are they in Seattle? Yeah, they got, they got better things to do if they're in Seattle. <laughs> but yeah, this is – it's not going to move the needle. Uh, I don't know how much yeah, like diversity. You, OFCCP is your lane more than mine. I mean, is it going to drive up prices for companies? To- I think. I think. I think that's that's the possibility. And you know, y- you can't underestimate compliance because once again, if you're not complying, yeah. then you don't have access to the loads of money that the government you know contracts out for. So these are yeah. these are incredibly important pieces. When we built the National Labor Exchange at Direct Employers. We went from 140 member companies, uh, which took us five years to get to 140 member companies. In 18 months, we were over 400 just because of that initiative. That's how important it was. It drew that many brands our way. Yeah, it's the gift that keeps on giving and we'll continue, (laughs) continue to give. All right, moving on. All right, let's let's go to AI, a total pivot from... uh, this old school shit. All right. So uh, the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy, who knew that existed, uh, has not. identified five principles to guide the design, use and deployment of automated systems that protect the American public in the age of artificial intelligence. Call it an AI Bill of Rights, including rules around safe and effective systems, algorithmic discrimination protections, notice and exploration, human alternatives, consideration and fallback, as well as data privacy. Chad, your thoughts on the White House statement around AI? Uh, There are definitely steps that government should be taking, but this is all words. I mean, we're we're, we're not seeing any action on any of these things yet. Uh, We did see action from Italy right out of the gate. They said that they were going to ban chat GPT and that brought open AI to the table for negotiations. And so those those words were words of action and it it resonated with, you know, open AI. 
a couple of things that need to happen here. We've already had problems with AI, algorithms, data privacy, all these things that they listed, right? It's But it's all words until we see a, a major fine uh, for, for one of these organizations and or a CEO wearing or, orange in a six by eight cell. Yeah, they actually put out a handbook for this. Like how mm. government is that? Pick up, <laughs> pick up a copy at your local uh, postal service uh, building. Anyway. Yeah, this is like a driver's ed handbook without cops on the street. Like, here's your guide, friends, but there's nothing out there that's got teeth and can bite you. So it's relatively uh, harmless and meaningless until yes, until the cops do show up and the <laughs> cops do pull you over. The government will have something to say, hey, we told you. We told you this is what we were going to do. We told you how this was going to go down. You decided to speed and run that red light anyway. So <laughs> don't blame us. We we warned you that this was going to happen. Well, then you're going to be there at that house party in that TJ Maxx tux. That's what Ooh. you're going to get caught in. <laughs> Ooh. That was powder blue tuxedo, oh, by the way. Okay. That's a good call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good step. I, you know, I think Italy, look, governments that ban this shit just means they're going to lose to China because China's not going to ban this. It's going to run a This is a step, and, though. And, this, is, this is a step, though. This, is, this brought open AI to the table. This is different than banning, banning chat GPT. I'm saying I'm guardrails and like yeah. regulation, letting people know that's fine. You, you mentioned Italy. I just wanted to throw that out. Like, yeah. I don't see that as a trend because you're just going to lose to the countries that do. Uh, have AI development. Anyway, talking about AI yeah. development, let's get to our next AI story. Uh, our friends at Textio, they've reorganized their team, cutting 15 roles and hiring for new positions as it seeks to prepare for anticipated growth. Ooh, the company's CEO, Kieran Snyder, said generative AI features are becoming increasingly important to the writing experience as people's expectations for, quote, magical and fast, end quote, experiences increase. Can you say disruption? Chad, your thoughts on the move by Textio. I can say that they can see the writing on the wall. That's what they can see. They've been around since 2014. They haven't been acquired yet. This is a company that should have been acquired easily. They are, I think, living on borrowed time. Uh, depending on how close they keep it, the, the secret sauce to their vest, uh, because this is all going to become a commodity, period, right? Mm -hmm. Lar large language models are going to start absorbing domain-specific models. Um, they're going to be trained off of them. And to, to say this is for anticipated growth is, I think, totally a curveball. Uh, in saying that, hey, we've got to batten down the hatches uh, and find a way to sell this thing quickly. Uh, th there are organizations that are out there. It mentioned TextKernel just bought a, a, a chat bot, right? Uh, there are organizations that are out there that need these data sets. I don't know what the price has been for Textio, uh, but I guarantee you it is sinking very fast. Yeah, that's an interesting, interesting take. We said early on, uh, that chat GPT was going to be uh, a large amount of pee in Textio's uh, <laughs> juice, juice box, punch bowl, if you will. And clearly this means it is. They, they see the writing on the wall, just like you said. I viewed, I viewed her comments as we're going to 
do what chat GPT does, but we're going to hope you don't notice because we're doing it in a different way, even though it's probably about the right way or the same way. And you're going to still pay the crazy ass price tag for Textio Mm -hmm. uh, in the process. It's probably part sell this thing as fast as we can and part. Can we, how long can we survive by saying we implement this stuff, but it's different because it's Textio. It's got the Textio secret sauce in it. Um, she's probably making a bet that they can survive long enough to sell. They've raised $42 million some dollars. Mm-hmm. So their price tag is not TJ Maxx, bargain bin levels. <laughs> this is not buying diversityjobs.com. Okay. Right. So this is going to be one hell of a dance uh, prom that she's going to have to go to and dance at uh, to figure out who's going to buy the company or how long we survive. Uh, six months from now, if they haven't found a buyer or they're seeing uh, not a lot of traction in companies, you're going to see another round of layoffs six months from that, probably another round of layoffs. This thing could be a real slow death, um, for a company that was a high flyer for a long time. I mean, Textio was the darling of AI and job description and unbuy. I mean, they were in that sweet spot of like everything for a while. Right. And chat GPD came out and kicked them squarely in the, in the nuts. So, um, yeah, it's not a Textio is not a good place to be. There are going to be a lot of companies disrupted by ChatGPT, and uh, they are they are sort of the obvious first, but yeah. they won't be the last. This will be an ongoing story for the next uh, months to come. Yeah, well, you see, you see companies like TalkPush and Paradox who are more a part of the process, and then also trying to find ways to gather data in a, with a better user experience, and even Wade and Wendy with with uh, uh, Pando, right, with mm-hmm. Pando Logic. So these are mechanisms in which to actually gather the data, and then and then again build that huge heap of secret sauce that that everybody needs uh textio doesn't have that that front end but i'm saying they are saying the writing on the wall yeah to be a sales rep at textio and get get the comment of like well my ats already has built this in to do mm-hmm. what you guys do or at least get 80 yes. percent there why am oh, i yeah. paying for it that's a really uncomfortable phone call that uh textio yeah. sales reps are gonna start having if they're not already. It's an expensive product. When that starts to become, let's even just say 50% as good, right? Yeah. That that becomes a feature. Textio is going to become a feature, not a platform, a feature in some of these major platforms. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've gotten leapfrogged in a big way from what I can Quick. tell. All right. Sticking with ChatGPT, let's talk about their terms of service, which everyone should be aware of. A recent post by startup founder and angel investor Kai Ulig warns against putting proprietary or personal data into ChatGPT. He cites an example of Samsung's semiconductor division using ChatGPT to check their source code which OpenAI was able to access. While OpenAI has no interest in reproducing or copying user content, Users should be aware that their data is being used to improve the models. It says it right there in the terms of service. Chad, your thoughts <laughs> on using ChatGPT and the minefield that it is? Yeah, most people don't realize that you know their interactions with ChatGPT, questions, prompts, all of it, you're training the algorithm. Your data that you're putting into is cha- training the algorithm. So if you're QAQCing code... In the Samsung case, I mean, what you're doing is you're teaching the platform. So unless you're using the API, which has 
have uh, different terms of service, but they, they do have three options or at least Kai. Uh, thanks again, Kai, for, for doing all this, th- this work, buddy. Uh, he has three options on how you can, you can, you can move forward. Number one, you can use the API for open AI. The terms of service are, are, are different. Uh, number two, you can opt out. There's actually a, a form where you can opt out. And then uh, you can set up your own secure instance of Microsoft Azure. So there, there, there are ways to get around giving your secret sauce, yep. as we were just talking about with Textio. It's an open AI. But again, yes, buyer beware, user beware in this case. So some of the kids, this might be a history lesson uh, to them. Um, when Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter all had APIs, Mm-hmm. Everybody got all hot and bothered, man. They built they built all kinds of stuff on these platforms. Yep. You remember Be Known. You remember Branch Out, I think, built on tweet Facebook. My yeah, Tweet My Job. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. The rug got pulled out from almost all of them. And I was reminded this week because I, I, you know, I register for a lot of services that are using like Twitter APIs to... Uh, collect like data on public companies and stocks and stuff like that. Well, I got an email from one of the one of the services I follow. They shut down because Twitter basically cut off their API unless you wanted to pay super exorbitant fees to use said API as a startup. Mm-hmm. They weren't willing or able to do that. So yep. it is a cautionary tale. You know, as you use ChatGPT's API, keep in mind that they could pull the rug out from under you. Just something to keep in mind. Whenever you build on someone else's platform, it's very dangerous. Now back to the topic here of putting data into chat GPT. Yes, that's going to be a, a, a ongoing issue. Uh, you and mm. I have talked to companies that are like, we can't use it because the company doesn't want proprietary information or stuff about our company going into the database. I think a lot of it's a little bit of undeserved fear, but we'll see. Uh, it's, it's definitely not worth getting bit over by having your source code <laughs> given by somebody like Samsung yeah. to chat GPT. That's, that's super dangerous. And certainly as we deal with employment, we've got profile data, we've got job data, uh, all kinds of stuff that people may fear putting into chat GPT to get answers for stuff and look for stuff and, and whatever. So it is something to keep, keep an eye on. Um, I love that he, he had, here are three strategies to get around it. Yeah. Uh, you can you know, get out of that. So if you are going to use chat GPT, or you're worried about sensitive information, make sure that your you know, belts and suspenders cover your bases and make sure that you don't get, get uh, pinched like Samsung did. That's bad. That's bad news. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. 
For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. All right, let's talk a little. <laughs> LinkedIn, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Drink down that Kool-Aid, baby. All right, here we go. God. LinkedIn is partnering with identity verification company Clear. Maybe you've seen them at an airport. I have. To launch new identity verification features for its users, enabling them to confirm their names and employers with a free government ID check. Additionally, the social media company is introducing two other ways for users to confirm their identities, a verification code sent to the company email address of the user's employer and a partnership with Microsoft Intra to verify users' identities and employers through workplace IDs. The new feature will add a verification field to LinkedIn profiles, which will show which details have been verified. Twitter blue, hold my beer. Chad, your thoughts. LinkedIn clear. Uh, I, I like that they're moving down this th- th- this path with regard to you know trying to at least possibly start kicking out some of these fake ass uh, LinkedIn profiles. They, they're not there aren't as many as there are on Twitter, but they are all over the place on LinkedIn. The problem it doesn't solve is is portability and being able to have this as really your standard ID to apply everywhere, right? Because you know, Indeed, there's no way in hell Indeed's going to allow this in their system. So there has to be there has to be a third party that's doing this that isn't a quote unquote threat, let's say, to like an Indeed and or uh, a LinkedIn. So portability isn't there. Then the cred- credentialing piece is also something different. I mean, that's something that we do need now. Uh, There's not really that much user control behind this uh, because who owns the data? LinkedIn does. Remember the high Q case? Mm -hmm. LinkedIn owns this data. Fuck you, LinkedIn. That's my data, right? So I like where they're moving. The problem is this isn't the answer. This is at best one of those little little bitty pinky band-aids that you put on stuff. The little little round one with the little square cotton ball. Yeah. (laughs) 60% of the time it works every time all right so i think this is huge if huge okay if and linkedin has no history of this if they get it right (laughs) fake profiles are are a huge problem on linkedin it's a huge problem everywhere uh and partnering with clear not building it themselves like having these third parties so in your instance like does clear become the id company of record uh probably not um, I filed taxes recently, a real joy for everyone. I know, uh, certainly for, for you as well, Chad. Uh, so on the government, uh, site, you can, you can log in with, I think it's me.id or there's yeah. an I, there's a global ID thing, which yep. I've used in something else as well. Like they're trying to be sort of a clearinghouse for all things identity. And the government has in mm-hmm. its, in its wisdom figured out that that's a good solution for that. You've talked about blockchain in the past being sort of an all-encompassing resume or VC, like something you can take everywhere. Uh, but, but this is huge because LinkedIn has a huge problem with fake profiles, and if this helps that, um, I think that's great. I think it's, I do think it's a good move against uh, the bots and the AI onslaught onslaught that's going to happen. You and I have talked about ChatGPT creating multiple profiles and applying to jobs. Like this will help fight some of that. 
you could argue that it cuts off the blockchain threat, uh, you know, before it becomes something uh, really serious. And ultimately, algorithm love is going to drive adoption, right? So if if you have a little check that you're identified or you're verified by LinkedIn, they already have a little N icon uh, that, that verifies you. But if, if recruiters are looking through profiles and they see like someone is a genuine user, like they're backed by whatever, yeah. um, if they move them higher to the top of the search results, if I'm a real person, my posts and shares get more love because I am like that. The algorithm could drive a lot of usage on this, and it could become a really big thing. Time will tell if it's the thing, but it is a thing, and it's a step a step in the right direction for LinkedIn. I say good, good for them. Little bitty band aid. Let's go to bots. Oh, let's go Robots. to bots. Who let the dogs out? That's right. Who let the dogs out, Chad? New York City officials have brought back a robotic dog called Digidog, which was leased back in 2020, but the contract was cut short after critics called it creepy and dystopian. <laughs> Quote, Digidog is out of the pound, said New York City Mayor Eric Adams, who added the won't bow to anti-robotic dog pressure, or is that he won't bow wow? Sorry. So bad. So Sorry. Bad. And, and at Chad's favorite place to buy sunscreen for his overly exposed head this summer. Walmart <laughs> has said that the unit cost of moving goods will fall 20% within three years as warehouse robots play a bigger role in speeding up deliveries to customers. They've been investing heavily in automation in recent years to keep pace with Amazon and other rivals and said that the revamped supply chain would ease cost pressures tied to the rise of e-commerce and help end a decade of stagnation in U.S. operating income. Walmart getting chesty. New York City, Digidog, Chad, bots running amok this week. Your thoughts? Yeah, Eric Adams just doesn't give a fuck. I mean, he just, he, he, he doesn't. And, and, and I understand that, you know, that bringing the dogs in, people have to get used to them and, and they freak the fuck out of some people uh, when they, when they first brought them out a few years ago. Yeah. So they've got to get everybody used to the, to the dogs. Totally get it until, until one of those things hurts somebody. But this is, again, this is very, very RoboCop-ish. We're, we're, we're going to see these types of things, especially since it's so hard to find police officers and to retain police officers. Yeah. So we've, we, we, we need to have policing. And mm-hmm. if we can't have humans to find policing, I mean, but, but at the end of the day, th- this is where we live with regard to uh, staffing issues. Same thing with Walmart. Walmart has issues uh, finding staff, keeping staff because of pay and, and whatnot. But they've done a better job over the, the past few years uh, in those areas. But this is about this is about trying to phase out jobs that people don't want to have anyway. Yep. And if we can if we can actually take those individuals and start to push them up the ranks, that's good for everybody. So, you know, if if we are, quote unquote, getting rid of jobs that are shitty jobs in the first place, then then great. You know, I was thinking uh, just Walmart real quick as minimum wage goes up and companies like Walmart increase it, they're able to say we're reducing costs that much more when they replace those people with robots. So instead of a 10% decrease, now it's 20 because we're paying these people more. It just, it just, it struck me as like an interesting PR move. Like let's pay people more and then we can say we're saving more with the robots. I haven't heard anything about that truck or them expanding the, uh, the driverless truck 
program. Mm-hmm. I would love to see more of that. I think the warehouse robot and the janitor robot and the whatever robot, that's kind of that's kind of boring. I want to see more cars automated <laughs> from Walmart going into the future. Now now to the the robot dog, Digidog, which yes. which I think is is really cool. Who let the dogs out? The Black Mirror episode. <laughs> Black Mirror. I mean, granted, creepy as hell, but but to your point, not only is it hiring cops is a pain in the ass, like this helps fill that void. Mm-hmm. We talked recently about uh, Hilton bringing in like Peloton bikes and uh, Starbucks, whatever, entertainment centers or relaxation yeah. pods and shit like that. Like, how cool is it to now want to be a cop because you get to work alongside a robotic dog? Like, only a monkey in a truck is better. <laughs> Been working alongside a robotic dog. So I think it would be a really cool training video or recruiting video to be like, you're going to be on the new canine uh, program and you're going to yeah. learn DigiDog and high tech shit. Like it is a cool, I think, employment branding play. Robot security is here to stay. Like this is going to be a thing. I don't think it's going to be RoboCop anytime soon where they like right. take a man, right. a robot and, and really yeah. fuck shit up. And I don't think they're going to be armed anytime soon. Yeah. Well, and then what about what about the Digi Peepers? Where the real peepers might not like the Digi Peepers. <laughs> I don't know how that would work. A drone he would like. You could make a drone slash dog, like dog friend. The drone could spit out treats to the dog. It could talk to the dog in your voice as well as fight crime in your home. I'm telling you, man, there are huge business opportunities in this marketplace. And I'm here for it, Chad. I am here for it. (laughs) I'm here for it. it. Bring on the bots if it helps us say bye-bye to the bad guys. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. We'll say goodbye to the bad guys and say hello to Claudia. That's right. The AI creation has been receiving compliments and payments from Reddit users for her supposed selfies and nude photos. Claudia (laughs) was created by two anonymous computer science students whose post AI generated images of her online. Who didn't see this coming, Chad? The call for regulation and the potential harm this trend could cause are getting louder. And if this isn't keeping all the ladies on OnlyFans up at night, maybe it should. Your thoughts? This is going to take catfishing to another level. That's all there is to it, man, because you're going to have, you're going to have all these, uh, well, I, I can't remember the, the, the linebacker's name who got catfished. Mateo. Manti Teo. Yeah. Mateo, you're not going yeah. to know who's real and who's not. This is getting so crazy. Our voices are cloned. We're speaking in several languages. Uh, there are avatars that are coming out now. Ten guy just came out with an avatar. There are lifelike avatars. And now you have these AI images, which we're seeing all over the place now. I mean, mid journey, I mean, just everywhere. Dahlia catfishing is, is, is going to suck 
and OnlyFans, that's man, it it's it's just gonna be it's gonna be a weird time. These are the type types of jobs I don't want to see go away because these people feel safe in their home. They get to make the money that they want. You know, maybe not. $80,000 a month. Okay. But, uh, but, but yeah, I, I'd, I'd hate to see this go away because the, uh, you know, Skynet is taking over porn. Yeah. I fear this is the slow death of OnlyFans. Why pay $10 a month? Not that I would know. Uh, for one real girl <laughs> getting naughty online when I could pay $10 a month for unlimited amounts of girls or guys getting naughty when I can't tell the difference on a computer screen. Uh, plus, this new service uh, will let me pornify, if that's a word. It is now if it's not before. Uh, pornify celebrities as well as my crush from college, complete with, as you said, their voices. So fucking creepy. Forget the end of OnlyFans. This is going to be the end of humanity. Big booty Latinas are going to kill us all, Chad. <laughs> we out. We out. <laughs> Wow, look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.